Good morning. It is July 3rd, Wednesday, July 3rd, W-I-N-S-D-A-Y, nothing but wins today. Um, and today's topic, actually, <laughs> today is actually my uh, 45th podcast. I think I've been doing this, I gotta go back and count the weeks. It's either 21 or 22 weeks, something like that. So roughly been putting out two podcasts a week for a few months now. Um, and to be honest, at first this was super easy. <laughs> it was super easy. I had a list, uh, I had this notebook and I had a list of about, I don't know, 12 to 15 topics that the first five, six, seven, maybe even 10, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm passionate about these. I can, I can put a message out on these. Um, the rest of them, as you get to them and as you experience different things in life, you start to be like, eh, I'm not really passionate about this. I've done a few podcasts. I don't feel like this is a good one. And you kind of, you fight with putting out content versus putting out content of value. And one of the things that I've found through, through doing these podcasts and getting feedback many times I put out podcasts that I feel like, you know, it's pretty good. It's okay. But others find value in it uh, more than I did. So it's like, one, how you view or how I view my podcast may not always be how the next person views it. Um, and I, I bring that up because it, it's relevant to the topic I'm going to touch on today. And I know you guys are probably going to be like, yeah, right. You, you find value in that. You talk about it all the time. Uh, but last night I was having a conversation with a uh, text message conversation with one of my friends. And she was saying that uh, she needed to, I'm picking on you a little bit, um, she needs to find the discipline to keep her fitness goals when she's traveling for work. And she started to do a podcast on that. And I, she said, a podcast on doing fitness while traveling for work. And I was like, no, you need a podcast on discipline. That's all that is. So we cracked jokes about that a little bit. Um, but last night, I went to bed probably like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Uh, and then I got up today at 3.30. I've been, I joined this Eric Thomas 1% uh, club and we have a 4 a.m. call that we get on to talk about, you know, what, what do we want to hold each other accountable for? To, uh, what do we want to hold each other accountable to for the day? And obviously we share progress updates once we accomplish or once we start working towards that specific goal. Um, so, as I went to bed last night, and I'll, I typically read before I go to bed, and right now I just happen to be reading David Goggins' You Can't Hurt Me book, which his his childhood is whew, rough, which kind of helps you understand where he's at. Sometimes I wonder, um, I'll quit talking here in a minute and get to my podcast, but sometimes I wonder, what's that deciding factor between those that grow up with a rough childhood and make it to a positive state and end up balling out? or just being successful in life versus those that come from the exact same space and they quit or they end up being the person going in and out of prison or they end up uh, not reaching their full potential or even close to their potential. And that leads us to the podcast today. And I didn't have a topic last night. I, I didn't have a topic originally this morning. I started reading through the Bible um, as I do every single morning. I'm reading the book of Proverbs right now and it talks a lot about wisdom. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of wisdom we gain is gained through discipline and consistency, um, and coaching, obviously. 
So my topic today is, is going to be discipline and consistency. And there's the, the podcast sniffle it comes every morning or every time I do these. But no, when I think about discipline and consistency, uh, there's, there's a couple things. Well, for me, I just say many times in my life, I've, I've been able to establish habits and patterns of consistency uh, due to two contributing, fac- contributing factors. And I think the two factors are one, suffering the consequences of my lack of discipline. And I'll end this podcast or towards the end, I'm going to tell you about <laughs> when I was in a period of my life where I chose not to be disciplined and what that did to me. And then the other side of, to it is um, when you see personal gain or collective benefits or gain from your discipline and consistency, it's it makes you want to continue to do that. Um, I don't know, like I said, it's either got to be the consequences of not being disciplined or you being able to see the benefits of being disciplined. Others may have different examples. I can only speak from what I know and what I've read and what I've lived through, I should say. So for me to sum this, not even to sum it up, but to, to kick it off, it's, it's extremely hard. It may be impossible to consistently perform at a high level if you don't understand why you're doing it. You know, if you don't trust the process to get you what you need or the desired results, or if even like the reward of successfully completing or sticking to the process is not a value to you. So when we talk about discipline and consistency, if running a hundred miles, like last, last month, if running a hundred miles and didn't motivate me or didn't bring value to my life, it would be really, really hard to get up. I'm not going to say every day because I didn't run every day. I had a plan. Obviously there were days that I had to take off. There were some days that took off because I was hurt or injured. But at the end of the day, there was a goal there to run a hundred miles and for me, if I look at running 100 miles, there was more to it than running 100 miles. One, there was the, the, the physical activity. And those of you that know me may know that I'm a huge believer of physical activity impacts your mental flexibility. How quickly can you grasp topics? How quickly can you jump from one topic to the other and stay engaged and obviously lead conversations or be able to, to lead situations? That's that for me, it's pivotal, it's vital, it's it's so important, especially for leaders or anyone that's trying to continue to grow, understand that your physical activity is going to impact your mental ability. So if you're consistent and disciplined in that, in both of those activities, as far as being physically active and also doing things to stretch your brain, it's going to help you out a lot. But um, it's funny because I, I look at consistency and discipline and I hear people that say, you know, I'm trying to get to the bag or, you know, they're solely motivated by money. And we can say, you know, getting to the bag, getting money, getting bread. Um, I want to be rich, you know, regardless of how you put it, but they say that. And I look at them and I'm like, but you, I don't say it all the time to them, but in my head, many times people that have that mindset, they lack discipline, they don't have habits and they're not consistent in their actions or process or steps. So it's, it, not to say it bothers me, but it always intrigues me to see when people say that, what are they willing to do? How long are you willing to push through whatever it is? How long are you willing to take part in this process? Because if you look at some of those people that we deem 
I got my air quotes working here, uh, quote unquote successful or uber rich, like let's say Bill Gates, not even Bill Gates, let's say Warren Buffett. Uh, Warren Buffett is someone that when you look at the process, being consistent, being disciplined, Warren Buffett reads every day for five to six hours. What's he reading? Five different newspapers and corporate reports. Oh, it's not a surprise. He's really good in the stock market. He's reading five to six hours every single day on the stock market companies, how they're performing, how they make profit, what are they doing or what can he do to make more money off of them? Look at uh, Zuckberger, another, he's young, but he's another one that is uber successful when it comes to uh, monetary value. And also, regardless of what anyone says, building communities. Look at Facebook. Regardless if you like it or all the gossip or whatever, you're on there, you're connected with your friends and family. They say that he reads one book every two weeks. Elon Musk. Some people may not agree with some of his habits, whether it's smoking weed or his opinion on certain things, but his brother was quoted as saying he reads two books a day. I know it's hard to believe, but when you look at how innovative and how much, how successful he's been, I don't put it past him. Or even Mark Cuban, they say he reads three hours a day. And I know I look, I took people that had a habit and uh, were very consistent in their reading habits, which I think obviously there's, there's an underlying uh, message there. You may want to start reading more consistently. But even if you look at people in other fields, if you look at... Let's say Eric Thomas. Obviously, you guys know I'm a huge fan of Eric Thomas. Uh, Eric Thomas, he was homeless at some point. And I guarantee if you listened to him or you had a a chance to sit down and talk to him around how disciplined was he when he found himself getting kicked out of school or being homeless, eating out of trash cans, how disciplined was he? I, I doubt he was very disciplined at that point. But as he talks about, he's been doing speaking and public speaking and motivational speaking and trying to impact people for over 20 years. So for him to blow up the last couple years, it's not a surprise. Like he put the work in. He was doing TGIMs every Monday for 15 years or something like that. I know I started listening to him in like 2011. So that's a long time to be doing this consistently. And as I talked about earlier, to have topics that have content and add value to people that's challenging you can't just get on here and talk like i mean you can but most of the time you want to prepare you want to make sure that what you're putting out is something of of content or something of good quality to someone so that you can have that impact um not even necessarily from a financial gain i just like doing this like i said before you get all kinds of through anchor you get opportunities to advertise other people's companies or companies through your podcast and I decline it every time. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't think they want to listen to your commercial. They probably just want to hear a quick message from me. Um, but even outside of Eric Thomas, if you look at like, take Kobe Bryant, they say he made 2000 shots a day. Now I promise he had a rebounder. And those of you that hoop or play basketball or have been in that rebounding situation, you know that that's, that's, a, that's a help. But still to make 2000 de- shots a day, it's the process. Kobe Bryant was so bought into the process of being successful. Everyone that I just mentioned, Buffett, Zuckberger, Elon Musk, Mark Cuban, Eric Thomas, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, you can continue the list. They bought into the process and that process created a sense of consistency and discipline for them that at the end, it netted them millions, if not billions of dollars, but the process made them the money. It wasn't, oh, get, get rich quick scheme. A lot of times if you do that, you don't even know what it took to build it. So if you were to lose it, you can't get it back because you lack the discipline and consistency to understand the habits that you needed to be successful in that space. So 
whether it's success, money, fame, you know, most people, to be honest, they won't obtain it. And the reason they won't obtain it is we, they quit. You know, they don't have the discipline. You don't, you don't have the consistency. And many times that's because you, you haven't envisioned the steps that you're taking are leading you to the end goal. And if you haven't set an end goal, that's your fault. So you can't get mad or you can't, you can't even really create habits of, you can't even create discipline towards your goal if you haven't set it. So the reason I say most people won't obtain their goal or most people won't obtain the space that they want to get to is because they quit when they get tired. They don't quit when they're done. They quit when they get tired. And that shows a lack of discipline. There's, <laughs> there's many days, whether you're, well, you're, whether I'm running or I have reading to do or it's, it's work and take yesterday, for example, got up early, did my reading. I get a text at 7 a.m. Hey, can you hop on a call real quick? In my head, I'm like, I don't feel like doing this yet. Then I'm like, well, <laughs> why do you want to lead people if you don't feel like doing this? You're a bad example. Get on the call. So I'm like, yeah, give me five minutes. I'm on. Jump on a call. And it's those habits of it, that right there. It's the habit. It's the discipline. It's the consistency of being able to do things and push through things when you're tired or when you're when you're uh, when you don't feel like doing it. You know, and I think one of the things for me, and this is going to be, I guess, a success story. Not, I won't. I'll still get to the the uh, the lack of discipline here in a minute, but. One of the things for me that I think was super helpful and I would encourage people to do this, especially people young in their careers or people that are are lost in their careers, not sure what they want to do. I encourage you go work in a call center for a large company. Let me pause because I know people are like, okay, so Um, I think the call center environment is is a great environment to establish habits, consistency and discipline. Like, Just think, think about it no pun intended, you're, you're ultimately in a big ass room with hundreds, if not thousands of people given the exact same tasks, the exact same hours, uh, the exact same food, you know, it, similar, if not equal pay. And it's, it's an, ev- it's an even playing field. But most people look at it completely different. Most people look at it, and I remember being in the call center, and I can I can quote people, it's a dead-end job. Why do you work there? And I remember even one of my managers while I was there, and this fired me up. It was so much motivation. I remember getting into uh, a mentorship or an internship program with the recruiting group there, and I remember him telling me, I don't know why you're doing that. No one gets hired into that. It's highly unlikely. That was my fuel to, okay, bet, <laughs> bet I get hired in there. So as you look at this, it's even playing fields. But most people, like I said, they don't think about the big picture. So for me, I'm looking at this and I'm like, yo, I don't know what I can do in here or what my other opportunities are, but I see some things. One, I see levels. There's different levels of agents. You got team coaches, you got supervisors, you got team leads. Oh, okay. Now you start to branch off into the other areas of a financial service branch. So in any company, actually, not even just financial services, you got recruiters, you got trainers, you got HR generalists, you got analysts, you got people coding, you got all different types of types of things. And then you get a level higher where you're looking at leadership roles. You got area managers, you got department managers, you got directors, you got regional directors, you got VPs, you got SVPs, you got COOs, you got 
you get the point. There's so many levels to that, but people are looking at it as, oh, it's a call center, it's a dead-end job. It's going to be exactly what you want it to be. And if you think it's going to be a dead-end job, <laughs> you are dead right. It's going to be a dead-end job for you. But for me, it built a, a, a higher sense of ambition um, that I'm going to relate to my failures and lack of discipline in a little bit. And that is a place where you can be whatever you want to be. And the, the difference and the thing that really separates people in that environment and any other environment is how disciplined are you, how consistent are you, and how coachable are you? Because there are some people in that environment, in any environment, they're going to weed themselves out. Let me back up. The other thing that plays into that is your attitude. If your attitude sucks, I don't care how good you are at your task. Most people don't want to work with you, so you're not going to be able to, to reach a, a heightened level of success. So don't have a bad attitude. Ugh, I hate it. Um, but to get back to it, I think most people will weed, I can say most, some people weed themselves out because they can't get the, they can't get to work on time. They're late. Some people weed themselves out because they're not coachable. Some people weed them, themselves out because they're scared of the competition or scared to get uncomfortable. Others weed themselves out just because of their attitude. And if you look at those four things, you're being late to work, you're uncoachable, you're scared of competition or scared to get uncomfortable, you have a bad attitude, you will burn yourself out because you don't want to be where you're at because it's not your comfort zone and you're not understanding that if I take part in this process, what the end result could possibly be, not just for you, but those people that rely on you or those people that helped you get to where you're at or those people that put food in your mouth as you when you were a kid. So as you think about this, you've got to start, when I think when I say, yeah, when I say think about this, the discipline and consistency, you've got to be able to tie the process to something that you value or something that um, you admire or I think values the word because whether it's your family, whether it's yourself, whether it's your dog, whether it's your, your home, your friends, your neighbor, whatever, you've got to be able to dot, uh, tie your actions and process and consistency to things that are bringing value to your life or those around you. Otherwise, like I said earlier, it's going to be really hard for you to, to achieve whatever you're trying to achieve. And I give you an example and two of my guys, we used to sit in, uh, we used to call it the garage and well, Liz Stump, you sitting there too, but two of my guys, Joe Brim and David Tony, we sat in this is almost like a, a computer lab that they turned into some offices. Um, we sat in there and this is after the fact we had been, they had kind of been my mentor, they, kind of, they had been my mentor as I was coming up, mentors, I should say, as I was coming up. And when we talk about looking big picture, they were leaders in this class called Aspiring Professionals, as you guys have probably heard in some of my other podcasts about this class. And when you look big picture, I had this piece of paper, which I'll find it and I'll, I'll post a picture of it on social media for those of you that follow me on social media. Um, and that piece of paper basically mapped out from 2012 through 2020. Now, looking at that, in 2020, I had myself listed as a director. Due to having a goal that you can see on a regular basis, I achieved that goal in 2018. What year is it? Yeah, 2018, became a director. Um, 37, cool accomplishment, yeah, kinda, cool, whatever. But the, the thing is, 
having discipline and understanding what actions you have to take to get there, they're so important. And again, you got to think about what is it that you want? And you're looking at, okay, so director, is that the end? No, it's not the end. It's, it's getting back to the drawing board and saying, what's the next three to five years look like for you? Is it even in this space? Is it in another space? Is it in real estate? Is it in the stock market? It is, is it in coaching and developing? Is it in consulting? It, the thing is you need a plan and you need to have action steps and discipline within those action steps to get you to where you want to be at. Even now, when I look at my, my current team, I'm not going to say those that, that report, I'm going to say those that report to me, um, those people that go to battle with me um, from eight to whenever we finish or sometimes seven to whenever we finish. Um, I look at some of those advisors or recruiters and I say, man, you can see who's delivering and it's, it's, there's different areas that they can perform in high levels, but some are consistent and high performers in all the areas. But if I look at two of the main categories or two of the main metrics, when we look at the volume of offers, I see consistency in what those advisors are doing. I would say names, but I don't want anyone to be like, oh, they're your favorite. No, but I see consistency in time in the business. I see consistency in their ability to source or their their willingness to source. I see consistency with them pushing back on their hiring leaders. I see consistency with them trying to build partnerships with their hiring leaders. And the other piece to it is that engagement. And I think, not even I think, I know that if you can build partnerships and engagement with your hiring leaders, it's easier to understand what they're looking for and easier for them to share more information. And it's an easy correlation to say, okay, if I understand what you're looking for, it's easier for me to find it. And there are a handful of people that are consistent in that. And you can see it one in their number of offers and you can see it also in their engagement and how detailed they can be when they talk through their their challenges and also why they're successful. So I think being consistent in the process allows you to be successful, but only when you understand what the process is leading you towards. And again, like I said at the beginning, if that what is leading you towards isn't a, isn't a value to you, you may not be as engaged in the process. But I think as you, as you, as we, as me, whoever it is, uh, we continue to grow. And I think some will look at this and say, okay, so you talk to this from a, a mid manager level or low level director level or call center agent. But I think as a leader, you should have all of those habits that I just talked about. But you should also have other habits, um, whether it's reading daily, whether it's taking part in physical activity, as I talked about, physical activity drives your mental agility, you know, because you shouldn't you should be setting the example, not talking the example. And when you're setting these examples, and I'm sure some people that, that work in our organization, they look at me and say, hey, yeah, I want to do what he's doing, or I want to do it how he's doing it. Others may say, I can't stand that guy. He's, he's hard. He's tough. He's too direct. He's too transparent. But at the same time, I want to be able to be an example for those that are aspiring to be more. And as a leader, I think that's your duty, not just to talk about what should happen, but what are you going to do? And I know it's hard to always be on your best, but that's the goal. Try to be your best every day and be disciplined in your habits and in your uh, actions that allow your team to see you doing that or allow your family to see you doing that or your neighbors or your friends. But 
be consistent, have a level of discipline. One of the, the other piece that I talked about and I said first was uh, suffering the consequences of a lack of discipline. And we can go back to, to 2009. And this is, I guess you can see it, not even I guess, a story of me having a lack of discipline and feeling the consequences of it. And let's, like I said, 2009, I was, I was wild. <laughs> I was running the streets. I was making poor decisions. I was partying. I really didn't have any discipline in anything, discipline or consistency to anything I was doing except for making bad decisions. Um, and at this point, I probably was still working 50, 60 hours a week, but I didn't have anything to show for it because of my habits. I wasn't disciplined. I was more, I was more worried about having quote unquote fun I wouldn't say this is fun that added value to my life or added uh, experience, wisdom, anything like that, but it, it's what I was. And during that time frame, I know what I felt like, I know who I was, um, but the struggles, you know, you get your cable cut off, you get your power cut off, you're, you know, when your cable gets cut off, you can take the cord out the box and just plug it directly into the TV, you can get the basic cable channels. Um, you know, basically robbing Peter to pay Paul when it came to my bills. And I think that that just started to weigh on me and I was tired of it. Like my sister can probably tell you some of the phone calls I made to her and just what mindset I was in and how destructive I was at that point. And even, you know, just barely being able to pay my rent. I even look back now at those times and I'm like, yo, how were you paying your rent? What were you doing? Um, and I literally got tired of being in that place. But the thing is, many people say they get tired of it, but for me, it, it wasn't new. Like as a kid, as a kid, it was different because like my mom, she worked, she was a single mom uh, for a while, a long time. Uh, she worked two and three jobs. She grinded. She was so serious about the grind because she had two kids. But with that being said, she grinded like that to make sure we had what we needed. So I wasn't I wasn't afraid of the struggle or not having certain things, cable, power, whatever, been there, done that, eating ramen noodles, been there, done that. It, that doesn't scare me. That doesn't like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm bad off. No, whatever. I'm good. But in that same sense, it was like I was doing this. I had the same struggle, but it was due to my lack of discipline and the mental wear that that started to create on me of not being anything. I'm not going to amount to anything. I'm just like X, Y and Z people from where I'm from. I'm I'm following that same path. I seen where it was headed. So literally, when I say I got tired of it, I got tired of it. So. As I started thinking, like, what is it that I have to do? And some of it, it kind of all came to fruition. Uh, I don't know the exact year, but that's when I really started thinking about how do I get to the next level? And that getting to the next level, it was creating a sense and a habit of discipline. Waking up early, reading, uh, exercising, challenging myself, getting myself in uncomfortable situations, sitting in meetings with these, and obviously this was after some years of consistency and discipline, but sitting in meetings with 
directors, VPs, senior managers, and hearing them talk about things I had no idea. And I'm sure they probably thought I was taking notes on the subjects they were talk they were talking about or things they wanted. But no, I was writing down words that I was like, I know what it means in the context of this sentence, but I don't know what that, like I've never heard that word before. Why would you even say that? So I was writing down the words that they were saying to improve my vocabulary. So when we got in these meetings, it was like, okay, boom, I can use the same words that you're using. I can talk your language. We're more likely to relate. Then it turned into, what are they reading? So now I'm trying to figure out what they're reading so I can understand how they're thinking, where they're getting their ideas from. And when you're doing that, not only are you creating a habit of consistency and discipline, you understand not just where they get their ideas at, but in those same magazine and books, magazines and books, they're probably talking about other things. Hashtag stock markets, hashtag real estate, hashtag golf, you know, so many other things that now you're starting to understand more about their life. So you create a habit of discipline of even though this may not be the life that you're living, in efforts to build a better partnership, better relationship, elevate where you're at, you've got to create those habits of consistency of getting yourself uncomfortable and doing things that you're not typically or you're not used to doing. So that's obviously what I've done throughout my throughout my uh, career. <clears throat> and I think now it's it's a very different space where the discipline and consistency is even more important in the healthcare recruiting field just because of what the landscape has changed from. And I'm not gonna get into all the details of that, um, just because of today what the topic is, is discipline and consistency. Um, as, I, as I close this up, I want you guys to think about a couple things that I said early on. And like I said, many people won't be successful because they quit when they get tired or they quit when it gets uncomfortable. If you're really trying to get to the next level, and that doesn't have to just be at work, whether it's money, whether it's a new level of conditioning, whether it's a new level of reading, um, comprehension, whether it's your improve your vocabulary, um, just build better relationships. Stop quitting when it gets uncomfortable or you get tired. Set goals, milestones, and finish when you reach them. Don't stop before then. Find an accountability apart. Find an accountability partner if you need one. Um, get a calendar. Some people laugh. I have a calendar in my kitchen that it hangs on the wall, and only thing it has on it is: Did I run today? Did I read the Bible today? Did I do leadership reading today? Did I do a podcast today? And these are things that I track. And some people say I'm too hard on myself because was it May? I wrote fail and big red letters fail you didn't you didn't do nearly as much as you should have done in the five to six categories that you have listed out your goals in and this is something that obviously I always get off my talking notes so I don't even know why I make them I think I make them to get me started but the other thing that I want to say and I know this is longer than it normally is when people tell me and this is where the discipline comes in and consistency and you blocking out I don't want to say the haters but blocking out those people that aren't helping you get to the next level People always tell me, Zoe, you're going too hard. You got to rest. You can't do this. You can't do that. You need to get more sleep. No, don't. You don't know my story. Like when I think about where I came from or where I think about the struggle or the lack of discipline that I had in the situations it had me in, nah, <laughs> this is much sweeter. You know, sitting around being lazy doing whatever those people do and I <laughs> I can go into details but that's not it like I encourage you to do more 
be more disciplined, push yourself more often, because I know where that that laziness, that lack of discipline puts you or it put me. And I can't afford not monetarily, but just mentally, physically and to those around me, I can't afford to get back in that space. So I encourage you be disciplined, create habits, create detailed habits and be consistent in your efforts. As always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. Happy Wednesday, W-I-N-S-D-A-Y. Be great. Think about it.